Hi, you're listening to the Social Club podcast with me, your host, Catherine Tyler, ex-founder of Digital Moms. Growing a social media business is more challenging than it's ever been, so tune in every week for support to help you succeed. Why should you set goals? If you run your own business and you're a freelancer, it's particularly important to set goals to keep you on track with your business. Goals can give you both a long-term vision and, crucially for many of us, including myself, short-term motivation. So it can focus you, help give you direction, help you to identify what's really important to you, help you stay motivated, keep you accountable. Another one that I think can be quite an important one because we can often lose our way a little bit and not do the things that we really want to do. So by the time we finish the year, we often feel like we haven't quite got to where we wanted to get to. And setting goals can also help you to better organise your time, be more productive. If you have learning goals, it can really keep you motivated to acquire those knowledge, skills, things that you have on that list that you want to learn by the end of the year. And ultimately, it can help you achieve more and be happier. And I don't want you to think, oh, achieve more, six-figure business, seven-figure business, because it's not really all about that. You don't have to make it all about revenue goals and trying to compete with other people. That is not what this is about. It's about you tapping into what's important to you and what's going to make you fulfilled and happy. So it's much more about you having a fulfilled and happy life than it is getting sucked into that roller coaster of seven figures, seven figures. If you want to earn seven figures though, it can also help you to get there. The reason that I'm running this podcast now is because We're coming up to over halfway through January, so I'm hoping that everyone has got back in after the Christmas break and has got a list of things completed. You've remembered what we all do for a living. I I struggled for the first couple of weeks after Christmas, I have to say. And you're probably in quite a good position now to set goals. So you don't want to set goals when you're feeling really overwhelmed and frantic on a day-to-day basis. You want to be able to sit down and have some real reflective time. Maybe you need to even leave the house and go and sit in a cafe, for example, change the space that you're in, because you should have time and capacity within your headspace to start to think about this. And my members in my club have been doing it this week. So do set goals and use the next couple of weeks of January as time for you to get clarified with your goals and to set a roadmap. Now, why should you set goals? I've just told you, but let me go through my advice on how to set them. Because there are definitely some things that you can do right and there are some things that you can do wrong. And the first thing that you really need to nail in order to set the right goals for you is to make sure that your goals are aligned to your personal values. Everyone has personal values. You can think of these as a set of guiding principles that underpin you. And you may not be self-aware and aware of what these values are, but you have them. And everyone has a different, unique set of values. And for your goals to have meaningful impact in your life, they must be rooted in what is important to you personally. And more importantly, you do not want your goals to compromise your personal values. So my personal values include freedom and challenge. And I took a job in the NHS because some of my values also include things like generosity, kindness, empathy, equality, and fairness. 
And I'm much more motivated by those things than I am by prosperity and wealth and status. So the NHS felt like a great place to work because obviously I was supporting people and we were offering talking therapies to people and it felt like a really good fit for me. But it was a terrible fit. I loved my job on a day-to-day basis in terms of the work that I was doing and the people that I was helping, but I was not free to make decisions. There were lots of different committees that we had to go through in order to make any decisions whatsoever. And I felt like my freedom personal value was heavily compromised. And then when I left the NHS and went to work for a much smaller, more agile think tank that supported the radical reform of public services, I could make all the decisions that I wanted and I was very free to decide what I wanted to do on a day-to-day basis and there were no committees and I didn't really have to get things signed off. So that fit my values much better. Because my values were equality and fairness, integrity, it then made sense when I set up Digital Mums because Digital Mums was all about supporting and trying to overcome the inequality that women face in the workplace. So these are just some examples of how my personal values have guided me to make good career decisions and also maybe not the best career decisions. So you can do some work around this if you've never done any work around this before. There's lots of stuff on Google that you can go and find in order to work out what your values are. But let's just say your personal values include creativity, challenge, change. You're going to feel unhappy working on highly paid yet tedious projects. So your primary goals should not be about revenue generation, particularly if you are not in any way influenced and motivated by status, prosperity and wealth. Of course, you probably have to pay the bills, but your primary goals should be more about increasing job satisfaction by having really interesting and creative clients and interesting and creative work. However, if your values do include ambition, status and wealth, that's great. Don't feel embarrassed about that. Perhaps your goal is to hit three consecutive 5,000 or 6,000 or even 10,000 revenue months, depending on where you're at right now, by this time next year. If your personal values very strongly resonate around serenity and wellness and balance, then some of your personal goals and business goals might be around working less or earning the same amount of money, but having more time to yourself. And so you might have a goal of increasing your income through passive revenue, like selling toolkits or digital courses so that you can actually earn the same amount of money, but work, less, have more holidays, and do more yoga. So this is what I mean by your goal should really tap into your personal value. So that's the first thing to make sure, and particularly making sure that your goals are not compromising your personal values, because you're never going to be fulfilled and happy if you've set loads of business goals that compromise and conflict with your personal values. You can also set a mix of goals. You don't have to just set business goals. I obviously support women to build successful businesses in the social media industry. So I'm going to focus more on business goals today. But you can also set well-being goals, learning goals, family goals, whatever is important to you. Now, let's say you've done some work on your personal values and you're feeling confident. Now it's time to list the reasons for your goals because you're much more likely to achieve them if you list why you want to achieve them. So what are they going to enable you to do and how is meeting these goals going to improve your life? 
So for example, let's say you have creativity challenge and change as your personal values, and you know that you feel unhappy working on highly paid, but really tedious, boring day-to-day -day projects. So your goal might be to increase job satisfaction by landing three interesting and creative clients that are gonna challenge you. And the reasons might be because, number one, you want to wake up every morning really fired up to start work. Number two, you want to feel energized at the end of your day instead of exhausted. Number three, you never want that awful feeling of dread on a Sunday that some people have when they don't love what they do. But also maybe you know deep down that you're better company. Maybe you're much better in terms of interacting with friends, with family, with your partner when you love what you do on a day-to-day -day basis. So these would be the reasons why you would have that goal. And for every goal, I would list three to five reasons. Next up, you want to make these goals SMART goals. Now, it might be that you've come across this concept before. SMART goals are specific. So what exactly do you want to accomplish and why? Measurable, how are you going to know when you have accomplished it? Achievable, can you realistically accomplish that goal? Or is it likely to be something that you're not going to achieve, which is then going to demotivate you? Is it relevant? So is this the right time for you to be working towards this goal? And does it make sense for you? And does it make sense for your personal values? And then finally, time bound. When do you want to accomplish this goal by? So you set yourself a target or a deadline. So a bad example of a goal would be, I want to grow my business or I want to increase my revenue. It's not specific, it's not measurable, You've, there's no time deadline. So a better goal would be taking that and saying, okay, I want to increase my average monthly income from 3,000 a month to 6,000 a month by this time next year, by January 2024. So that would be a much better goal, particularly if it really aligns with your personal values and it feels realistic. If it doesn't feel realistic, Maybe you want to go from 3K to 5K. So make sure that it is achievable. So if you had wellness and balance, then it's not a great goal to say, I want to work less, but earn the same amount of money. Instead, think about realistically, how are you going to do that? So maybe you want to generate 30% of your revenue from passive income by October, 2023, which means that you're still making money, but you don't have to deliver anything. So that would be a better goal. It's not a good goal to say, I want more job satisfaction if you're driven by creativity and challenge and change. Instead, I want to land three interesting creative clients by July 2023 would be a better goal. Or if you feel that that isn't realistic, maybe you just want one by May and then you want to get two by October and you want to have three by this time next year. So make sure that they are SMART goals, specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound. Next up, it's a really great idea to anticipate any likely barriers that are going to stop you from achieving this goal. And I tend to group these into practical barriers, so a lack of time, a lack of resources, a lack of skills. Maybe you know that you're working from home and it's not a good space for you to work from. So maybe practically speaking, you need to find somewhere else you can go and work, maybe a shared co-working space a couple of times a week. Practical barriers. But there are also, particularly for women, 
psychological barriers, which are most commonly a lack of confidence, a set of limiting self-beliefs that are holding you back from achieving your goals. You don't have a growth mindset, so you don't believe that you can achieve them. So practical and psychological barriers, map them, map them all out and think about how you're going to be able to overcome them. So practically speaking, that feels a bit more manageable because you say, oh, lack of time. Oh, okay. Well, maybe I need to get out of the house or um, I need some resources or I don't quite have the right skills. So let me find a course. The psychological ones can be more difficult. They can be more tricky to overcome. Some people reach out to a coach, which can be for, mo for many people, not an affordable solution. So what you can also try to do is if you just know you have those barriers, think about other ways in which you can try and overcome them. So I do work around this, trying to push my members out of their comfort zone in my membership. So maybe it's about joining a membership. Maybe it's about finding a small group of women where you can do this together. Or maybe it's about completing exercises online, whatever works for you. Then next up, you've got goals. Let's say you've nailed them. You feel like really confident that they align with your personal values. You've thought about the reasons for them. You've thought about potential barriers. It's now time to get more practical with how you're going to achieve these and to develop a plan. So the first step in this is to set objectives under each goal. Some people use the goal and objective terminology interchangeable, which is a mistake because they're quite different. They have lots in common, which is why people can confuse them, but they are different. A goal is what exactly you want to achieve. And an objective is what you need to do in order to achieve it. So every time you set goals for your business, you should also set objectives. And objectives really help you to understand what steps you need to take in order to achieve your goal and will allow you to build more of a plan and an action plan and a roadmap that is going to make you successful. So let's say your goal is to land three new interesting and creative clients in whatever industry by January 2024. That might be your goal. Your, one of your objectives might be, in order to achieve this, you need to complete a brochure or a portfolio that speaks to this new client. Maybe you need to have a website or update your website in order to speak to this new client. Maybe you need to do market research on the size of the industry. You need to prospect and research potential clients. You're going to need to reach out to X number of clients. Maybe you need an email sequence. These would all be objectives. And even underneath objectives, you have then clear actions. So if you need to complete a brochure or a portfolio, underneath this, you have some subset of actions, which include Obviously, you're going to need to write new marketing copy that speaks to that type of client and their pain points. But even before this, you might need to do a bit of market research or you might want to survey in order to find out what their pain points are, etc. So you've got the goal, which sits right at the top. I want to land new and interesting creative clients by X time. Underneath that, you've got a set of objectives and underneath the objectives, you've got actions. What I would then advise you do is just work out what objectives you need to complete by when month by month and map them out. You might even have sub goals. So if by 2024, you need to land three clients, maybe you need want to get one by sort of May or June this year. So by the time you finish this work, you should have a really good solid goal, objectives, actions, and a bit of a roadmap. It might be you want to do this in a visual workbook in Canva, which looks really beautiful. 
you might lean more to a sophisticated Gantt chart, maybe. If you don't know what a Gantt chart is, it's a spreadsheet that's visualized with a timeline and a list of actions. Or it may be you want to map it out on a tool like Trello or Notion, it's up to you. What I would also advise though is to, brilliant, you've got your action plan and you've got your goals, but I would advise displaying your goals. You don't want to lose sight of them. I would have your goal and the reason for that goal, and this is really important, you want the reasons there, displayed. Now you can print them out and pin them up somewhere so you can see it, or if you want to save trees, you can maybe have it as a screensaver or you can screenshot it and have it somewhere on your phone maybe. You could also have it on your day-to-day -day Trello planning, however you work, whatever works best for you, but the idea is that you want to be able to see these goals and the reasons for these goals. You can also visualize where you want to get if you've achieved them. So maybe you can visualize yourself doing really interesting creative projects, buzzing around, interacting with people and being all fired up. If wealth and prosperity and the increasing revenue and having six-figure business is your goal, then just visually imagine, you know, sitting in your new dream kitchen around your kitchen island, drinking your very lovely expensive champagne. And again, that's nothing to be embarrassed about. If generosity and kindness don't score highly on your personal values, don't beat yourself up about it. Just know yourself and be self-aware. So let's say you've displayed them. You've got your action plans and you've got your roadmap and you've got your time frame. Now's the time to start working towards your goals. Think about what you need to achieve by the end of the month and what you want to then achieve by the end of the week. In my membership, I put people in accountability peer groups. So if you're not in a membership, maybe reach out to other women in your space that also are doing some goal setting work and work on them together and hold each other accountable. Maybe meet every month. Could even meet in real life over coffee or just have a virtual zoom coffee just to touch base on where you're at etc and that can just really help to keep you motivated so finally let me just go through perhaps one example of a goal and let's just say it's a revenue goal so you do know that you want to earn more money by the end of the year and the reasons for this is you know that having savings make you, makes you less stressed, it makes you happier, knowing you can easily pay the bills, frees you up to do other things and makes you less worried. Maybe you love holidays and you won't be able to have the money to travel more or to go to X, Y or Z, etc. Maybe you know that you want to do home improvements, renovations, you want that dream kitchen. List all the reasons why you want to meet that goal make that goal a smart goal so you want to have three 6k months or you want to average 6k months by this time next year whatever works for you that feels achievable set a deadline in six months you want to get to there in 12 months you want to get to there then think about exactly how you're going to do this so maybe you don't have the foundational things in place maybe your visual brand isn't strong enough to start to attract higher paying clients, or maybe you're not offering higher paying services like strategies, for example. Maybe you need to purchase something like the social media strategy toolkit, which I offer in order to be able to do that really easily versus having to invest that time yourself. Maybe you know that you need a new website or update your website or a portfolio. Maybe your packages aren't quite priced correctly. Whatever it is, make sure that you have got a list of objectives and actions to work towards those. And you've got a clear roadmap, 
with monthly goals that are going to get you where you want to be. Now, if you know you really struggle with this type of thing, we do lots of work on this in my membership, so do get in touch. But also, if you are a freelance social media marketer, do hit subscribe to listen to lots more useful podcasts in 2023 that are going to help you to grow your business and have a more fulfilling life. That's it from me. I'm off to set my goals for 2023.